Yeah. Well, happy first Wednesday of a brand new year. Is that the current one? This is November. Sorry about that. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, we'll just collect all those back up. I want to number three. I'm sorry about that. Yes, that's my first mistake this year. Thank you, brother. Okay. Pardon? It won't be my last. Well, probably won't. All right. Uh, if you have your Bibles this evening, let's turn to the book of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16. Matthew, chapter 16. And if you'll just hold your place there for a moment. <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Tim. Have you ever said something to someone and they didn't understand what you said? I'll give you an example. Here's a couple sitting on a sofa. And she says to her husband, I think you need a hearing test. And he says... Why do I need a hairy chest? <laughs> I, I, I read about a woman who placed an order at the meat counter in her local supermarket, and a look of surprise swept across the butcher's face, and, and a shock buzzed, rustled through the line of customers. What? The butchers cried out. You want to know how much chicken you should order for 300 people? And the woman waved her arms and shouted, No, no, no! For three hungry people! Three hungry people. Not 300. These are classic examples of a sign that I once saw, and I have it right here for you. I know you believe that you understand what you think I said. But I'm not sure that you realize that what you heard is not what I meant. You know, it's very easy to be under misunderstood. Misunderstanding happens all the time. Generally, a misunderstanding can be termed uh, as a situation when, when a person fails to understand or get what the other person is saying. And you know what? It seems, it seems that the Lord's disciples were always misunderstanding what He said. So this evening we're going to conclude this series of messages on O ye of little faith. And Jesus, uh, from previous lessons, you'll recall that Jesus spoke these words and rebuked His disciples on four occasions in the book of Matthew. The first was in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 through 34, during His Sermon on the Mount. Sometimes the disciples 
just like us, they were concerned about their everyday needs. And so Jesus rebuked them because they were filled with care and were worrying. The second time he rebuked them was in Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. Uh, when he rebuked them because they were filled with fear. You know, as we go into this new year, there, there are many people today who are very fearful of what's going to take place this year. And uh, I, I, I guess uh, because of the events that are taking place in the world and it's just falling apart, um, it shouldn't really surprise us, but there are many who are very fearful of this coming year. The third time was in Matthew 14, verse 22 through 33, when they were filled with doubt and unbelief. So let's read, let's read this uh, final time that the Lord rebuked them. And uh, Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 12. The Pharisees, Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting him desired that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the time? times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they answered, and they reasoned among themselves, saying, It's because we've taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith. Why reason ye among yourselves, because ye have brought no bread? Do ye not yet understand, neither remember the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets ye took up, neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets ye took up? How is it that ye do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that ye should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, and of the Sadducees. Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Father, please take this lesson tonight. May it make a difference in all of our lives. Use it, Lord, to teach us new truths and help us, Lord, to understand why one more time you rebuke your disciples and help us to apply it to our lives. We pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So we see here that he rebukes them because of their misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Uh, you know, one day, we read from our text that one day the religious crowd came to confront and to tempt him or to test the Lord Jesus. One author said this, Judaism in the first century was a complex mixture of tradition and philosophy. There were two main sects of religious schools into which the Jews were divided, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And you notice in verse 1, representatives from two of these sects, they, they came to Jesus hoping to expose him as a fraud, 
First the Pharisees. Now the word Pharisee means to separate. To separate. Uh, They were the popular religious party of that day. And uh, they prided themselves in their meticulous, accurate separation and obedience in all the matters pertaining to the law of Moses. Along with the Old Testament, they studied with great reverence the teachings and traditions of their their ancestors. And this was a strict do-it-yourself observance of the rules as long as it was their rules. The Sadducees, well, they rejected the existence of the afterlife and uh, they denied the Pharisaic doctrine of the resurrection of the dead. They also rejected angels and miracles as unreasonable nonsense and they only accepted parts of the Old Testament, the law, as their final authority. Brother Tim, would you mind reading Acts 23, verse 6 through 8, please? Me? No, uh, Brother Tim. You sneezed and didn't hear me. All right. Listen, listen to what it says here. Six eight. Yes, sir. Acts 23, verse 6 through 8. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other part Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. And when he said this, dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. For Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, and no angel in our spirit, but the Pharisee confesses both. All right. So, when you read that portion, you'll notice, or you'll, you'll, you, this is why they were sad. You see? Oh, okay. What do you think about that, Doug? Shoot me. <laughs> oh, okay. I had to throw that one in. So, usually these two sects, they, they just they couldn't get along. But, but they were joining forces this time to tempt the Lord to perform some visible sign. See, the Jews knew the Old Testament and uh, that God often revealed Himself through signs and wonders. And so they said in essence, okay, Jesus, um, if you are who you say you are, let's see you do something. Uh, give us a sign from heaven. Do a miracle so that we can believe you. And you know, this wasn't the first time that they wanted him to show them a sign. Matter of fact, in Matthew 12, 38, it says, Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. In John 2, verse 18, it says, Then answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1.22, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. And then in verses 2 and 3, Jesus rebukes these religious leaders uh, for, for being more concerned about heavenly signs than about the signs of the times that were all around them. They were good meteorologists, and they could predict the weather, but they could not discern spiritual matters. They knew the Old Testament but they failed to believe it. The long-awaited Messiah was in their midst, and they refused to acknowledge Him. You know, there are many people in this world today, including, sadly, some Christians, who know the Bible, but they don't believe it. There are many people in this world today who know Jesus, but they don't believe in Him. 
They've never really had a personal relationship with him. In verse 5, <clears throat> pardon me, in verse 4, excuse me, in verse 4, Jesus reminds them that the only wicked and adulterous gener- that only a wicked and adulterous generation seeks after signs. And the only sign that they will be given is that of Jonah. Referring, of course, to his three days uh, and uh, nights in the whale. In verse 5, after rebuking these religious, this religious crowd, uh, Jesus leaves them to, uh, to stew in their own deception. He gets in a boat, and then he crosses over again to the other side of the Sea of Galilee with his disciples. And when they arrive, guess what? Don't know if they had breakfast, but their stomachs remind them that it's lunchtime. And when someone notices that they had forgotten to bring a picnic, whoa, now in verse 6, now Jesus is about to teach them another lesson. In verse 7, the disciples begin to argue, and they begin to blame each other about who was supposed to bring something to eat. No one had ever thought, no one had even thought to bring some of the Pharisees' bread that uh, Jesus was now warning them about. So now let's, let's imagine for a moment, all right, that, that we can hear them talking to each other. Peter, you remember, he's the chief spoken, spokesman. He's always the first one to speak up. Peter probably, he spoke up first and he said, John, did you bring the lunch? No, says John. I, I brought it last time, if you remember. I thought Matthew was going to bring it. No, not me, says Matthew. It was Philip's turn. Philip says, wait a minute, it wasn't my turn. It was, or Matthew says, it was Philip's turn. Philip says, oh, wait a minute, it wasn't my turn, it was Peter's. And then Peter speaks up again and he says, well, what's wrong with you guys? Could any of you remember to bring lunch? So when Jesus, it says, when, when, which when Jesus perceived, he was aware of, he said unto them, O ye of little faith. Why reason ye among yourselves? Why are you arguing? Because you've brought no bread. Do ye not yet understand? So there it is. Jesus rebukes them this time, not because they forgot to bring some lunch, but because they were filled with misunderstanding. They simply didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. You know, you would think that someone who had spent so much time with the Lord would have understood what he was saying. But the disciples were like so many Christians today. They were slow learners and not very good listeners. So, but before we point a finger at them, let, you know, perhaps it would be good for us to take a look, a good look at ourselves. I don't know about you, but there, 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 there are times or there have been times in my life when I misunderstood what the Lord was saying, Brother Doug. Um, I'm in a, I misunderstood what God was trying to tell me uh, in His Word or what He wanted me to do or what to do with my life. Sadly, and there have been many times like that. In my, let's see, I'll say March the 19th, 1972. How long is that? Somebody real quick. 50, 51 years in March. 51 years. And I've made a lot of mistakes. I've misunderstood the Lord many times. But I think we all have. And, and this wasn't the first time, by the way, that they misunderstood Him. Uh, let me get somebody to read. Uh, Brother Diego, would you read 
Matthew 13, 51, please. Melody, Matthew 15, verse 15 through 17. Brother Doug, would you mind? Luke 9, 43 through 45. Abigail, Luke 18, 31 through 34. Now listen to these verses here. We'll see how often, and this is just a few, how often the disciples misunderstood what Jesus was trying to tell them. The first one, Matthew 13, 51. Diego? Have you understood all these things, Jesus asked? Yes, he replied. Matthew 15, 15 through 17. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goes into the belly and is cast out into the drop? And the next one? Is that Luke? Luke 9, 43 through 45. And all were astonished at the majesty of God. While they were all marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was uh, concealed from them so that they might not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. Thank you. And Matthew 18, 31 through 34. Abigail. Matthew or Luke? Matthew. Luke, sorry. Sorry, Luke. Did someone read 943? That's what you just read, right? 943. Yes. Luke 9, Luke 18, 31 through 34. And taking the twelve, he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and shamefully treated, and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what he was, what was said. Sorry. It's all right. Thank you very much. So we see that over and over again, he would try to share something with them, and they just didn't get it. They just didn't understand. Time after time, they, they just, they, they, you know, after a time of instruction, he would say to them, Okay, fellows, uh, do, do you understand what I'm saying? And, and then they would look at each other and they'd shake their heads in unison and, and, and reply, um, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. We get it, Lord, we understand. Yeah, don't, Peter, don't we understand? But they didn't. They, they just didn't get it. Now, what about you and I? How often do we misunderstand what God's Word or His will or His work or His way? You know, there are churches that are filled today with people who sit in pews week after week, month after month, year after year, who hear the preaching of God's Word and still don't understand what He's trying to tell them. That's really sad, isn't it? You know, my ministry, uh, in the years that I pastored and planted churches, um, I couldn't tell you how many, I couldn't count on two hands how many people I have seen uh, they've come through the ministry and they've sat there and, and you think that they get it, but they just don't get it. They really don't understand. Uh, in years, some of these have been saved for years and they still don't get it. Now, let's look at the cause. Why didn't the disciples understand what Jesus was saying? 
Uh, what are some of the causes of misunderstanding? Well, we could say, what would you think? What would be some reasons for misunderstanding? Assumption. What? Assumption. Assumption. They may be assuming that that's what God meant when he really doesn't, didn't mean that. Uh, what else? In your perspective. Yes. Poor communication. Poor communication. Uh, what about self-interest? Doesn't fit with my agenda. Uh, selective hearing. Um, maybe a superior attitude. Uh, thinking we know everything. Some have the attitude of my mind is made up, don't confuse me with the facts. Well, first of all, because of wrong or faulty reasoning. And we see that in verse 7. You know, faulty reasoning will produce misunderstanding. Possibly they were planning to purchase bread when they got to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Now, now Jesus was cautioning them not to buy bread from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. At least that's what they thought. So what was wrong with that? Uh, Does it really matter who sells the bread or where we buy the bread from? No. But they thought it was important. Now they thought Jesus meant don't buy bread from these Pharisees. Their bread's no good. It's not kosher. <laughs> so here, here's their faulty reasoning, all right? Jesus wasn't talking about the physical bread that they forgot to bring for lunch. He is warning them, he's warning his disciples about the hypocrisy or hypocrisy of the Pharisees' false teaching. That's what he's trying to teach them. And you'll notice in, 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 in verse 12 what it says. In verse 12, Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Would uh, Mark, would you read Matthew 23, verse 25, please? And Violet, would you read? Would you mind reading Luke 12 and verse 1? You ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 23-25. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Can you imagine what's going through these, these religious leaders? They've just been called a bunch of Pharisees, or a bunch of hypocrites. Violet, your verse, please. In the meantime, when there were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that that they trode one upon another, he began to say to his disciples, First of all, beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Oh, made it very clear there. can you imagine if Pastor Mark got up Sunday morning and he called, the, he, he, he would make a statement like, all oh, you bunch of hypocrites here. Do you think that would go over pretty well, Brother Tim? Uh, sure. He sure would, yeah. 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 Not me. Not me, huh? No, it's the guy behind me, right? Not me. No. So over and over we see the Lord, you know, the Lord often, and these are just a couple of verses, the Lord often, he, he, he often uh, referred to the religious leaders as, as hypocrites. And this is what he's trying to warn the disciples about, about their false doctrine. And, and by the way, every false religion and cult mixes false teachings with the Word of God. Every one. And you know the reason there are so many cults and false doctrines today is because people don't know and understand 
God's Word. They, they misinterpret it and they come up with their own brand of false religion which damns souls to an eternal hell. So, that was the first read. Because of wrong or faulty reasoning. Second, because their hearts were hardened. Their hearts were hardened. In Mark 8, verse 17, it says, And when Jesus knew it, He saith unto them, unto them, Why reason ye? Because ye have no bread. Perceive ye not, perceive ye not yet? Neither understand? Have ye your heart yet hardened? Many times we, are not, we don't hear what God has to say to us because our hearts are hardened. Yes, Brother Doug? We would be doing the exact same thing. Yes, sir. Yep. We would have. Yes, we would have. That's why this is so practical. This is for us today. It's not just about the disciples. We harden our hearts. I wonder how often on Sunday we harden our heart because we don't like what the preachers, the pastor has just preached. We we don't like it. Like you said, Doug, it's, well, that was good. I wish old Bob would have been here tonight, (laughs) this morning. And you know, because of the hardness of their hearts, they had forgotten. Now watch what happens when your heart gets hardened. You forget about God's past blessings. And they had forgotten the lessons that they had learned and the miracles that they had seen Jesus perform. For example, the feeding of the 5,000 in chapter 14. Uh, of the 4,000 in chapter 15. They forgot, and Jesus reminds them, they forgot that Jesus could provide their lunch. He had done it twice already for thousands. But you know what, folks? We also tend to forget what the Lord has done for us. And sometimes our hearts are hardened. It keeps us from hearing the truths of God's Word. Hebrews 4, verse 7 tells us, Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts. Harden not your hearts. Number three, here's the third reason. Because they weren't listening. They, they just weren't listening. I, I don't know about you, but you know there are times in my life when, when I don't understand what the Lord is saying, and the reason is because I'm not listening. I'm not really listening to the preacher or, or paying attention when I'm reading His Word. You see, the disciples heard Jesus speaking, but they really weren't listening. You ever had that situation happen? You, you see, all they were thinking about was lunch. Nobody brought the lunch. Have you ever been talking to someone but they just weren't listening? They didn't hear a word you said. You know, it reminds me of Melody's stepfather. He's going to be with the Lord now. He was 90, what, Mark? He was 96. 96. He was a circuit riding preacher in England. Ride his bike to the villages and he'd preach the gospel. He was a dear saint. And, uh, you know, many times, and we, we saw him do that, and I'm sure that Mark and Violet did too. Many times, while they're sitting there, they were sitting there together, Melody's mother and her stepfather, Charles, and uh, she, she, would, she would say something, and, and he didn't respond, and she would say something. And, and finally, in, in, in exasperation, she, she would say, Charles, 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 are you listening to me? Well, he had turned off his hearing aids. <laughs> and he didn't hear what she said. But you know what? I think we're all guilty of not listening at times and turning off 
our spiritual hearing aids. Yep. Well, the disciples heard what Jesus said, but because they weren't really listening, they misunderstood him. Now, let me give you an example. Have you ever have you ever been in service and and while the pastor's preaching, uh, you're counting heads. Uh, you're looking around to see who's here and who's not here. Um, who's missing? Uh, maybe you're counting how many lights there are in the auditorium. Did you know that there are, let's see, 15 or 20 lights in here? Did you know there are 10? Did you know there are 11 windows in this auditorium? Or maybe we're distracted by cute little babies. Huh? Or maybe we're thinking about what we're going to have for lunch or, or for dinner or for breakfast or, or what we're going to be doing this next week or, or, or tomorrow. And you know what? You haven't heard what he is saying. I guarantee you that if I asked... No, I'm not going to ask. Does anybody remember what Pastor preached about two weeks ago? Huh? A Christmas message? <laughs> Very good, Diego. Very good. Paying attention there. You're the first person I've ever seen do that. How about that? How about that? That's impressive. Most people cannot do that. Most people can't tell you what he preached last week. Were we, re- were we really listening? That's the question. See, sometimes we're so wrapped up in our own little world and we're just too busy to hear what God has to say to us. We're so preoccupied with the things of this world that we can't hear God's voice. But Jesus wants us to learn to listen as He speaks to us through His precious Word. And I think that's why so often He would say to His listeners, as in Luke 8, verse 8, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Matthew 15, verse 10 says, And he called the multitude, and he said unto them, Hear and understand. Hear and understand. Well, let's wrap this up. Let's look at the cure, all right? Here's the cure for misunderstanding. First of all, stay away from false doctrine, false teaching, false instruction. Jesus said in John 7, 17, Jesus answered them and He said, My doctrine is not mine, but His that sent me. And if any man will do His will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Folks, be very careful. Be very careful of who you allow into your home for Bible studies. Be very careful. There are a lot of false teachings out there, a lot of false calls. And they'd love to come into your home, have a nice little Bible study with you. Be careful what you read. Uh, Be careful who you listen to on the television or on the radio or on the internet. There are lots and lots of false teachers out there. There are many, many of them. They're mixing God's Word and they're spreading their damning leaven of false doctrine. And that's what the, uh, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were doing. Number two, learn to listen to God's Word. Listen to His voice from his, through His Word. Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear My voice, and I know them, and they follow Me. Uh, by the way, be careful 
of people who tell you that God still speaks to you today as He did in the Old or the New Testament. Okay, be very careful. I don't know how many people I've had say, tell me, well, brother, uh, you know, God spoke to me. God spoke to me today. He said, God said this to me. Uh, I'm always leery. God doesn't speak to us today like He did in the Old Testament or in the New Testament. He does not speak to us in audible voices. You know why? Because we have His complete revelation and there are no new revelations today. And so you be careful when someone tells you that God spoke to me today. I often wonder what they ate that night, that night. So there are many false prophets, preachers, and authors today who will tell you that God speaks to them, and maybe even in dreams or in visions. And I think that uh, certainly the Scripture does not teach that. Number three, remember that understanding comes from God. Proverbs two verse. 5 and 6, for the Lord giveth, or excuse me, Proverbs 2 verse 6, for the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Psalm 119, 34, give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law, yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Number 4, ask him to give you wisdom. We're going to be looking at this a little closer when we get into James, uh, beginning this Sunday, the Lord willing, for Sunday school. But James 1.5 says, if any of you lack wisdom, anybody here lack wisdom? Anybody here have all the wisdom you, that you need? If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, it shall be given him. And that word upbraideth simply means to, to rebuke or to scold, uh, to, to, to scold. God will not get upset when you ask him for wisdom because wisdom comes from him. And it's given to those who seek it. Number five, remember to trust the Lord and not your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Melody's favorite verse. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. So we can trust Him. You know why? Because He's faithful. Yes, Brother Doug. I've got a question. Yes, sir. They ask for a sign. Yet the Sadducees and Pharisees followed him around to catch him and saw some of him there. Um, yes, so he did give them a sign. Um, yes. But the same with the ears was with the eyes. They didn't believe it. Exactly. They said it was something else. Yeah. And so, yet he gave them a sign. So he could have gave him a thousand signs. Wouldn't have exactly, exactly. What was it? Uh, who was it that said uh, um, the rich man in hell? He asked Lazarus, Lazarus. to what? Dip his finger in water. Yep. No, not only that, but to send his brothers. Yeah, to send someone to his brothers. And, and what did he say? Even if you, somebody rose from the dead, they wouldn't believe. I mean, look. Uh, I was reading yesterday, I think, uh, in John about uh, 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 Lazarus being raised. No, not Lazarus. Uh, yes, Lazarus. Lazarus being raised. Lord Jesus raised him from the dead. And yet, they still wanted to kill him. They didn't, they didn't, they really, it didn't really sink into their hearts. They didn't believe that. So as we conclude this series, um, I can't help but wonder, what if the Lord had to rebuke us this evening? What would be His reason? Would he say, oh, ye of little faith, uh, because we were filled with care? 
the cares of this world. Uh, would he say, oh, ye of little faith, because we were filled with fear? Or because we were filled with doubt? Or maybe because we were filled with misunderstanding? I, I trust that this series has been helpful to us. And you know what? When our faith is small, let's learn to trust Him. Let's learn to trust Him. Um, I want us to sing, where's the hymn book? More. You got it right there? Number 417. I'd like for us to sing that last stanza, all right? That last stanza of 417. Notice what it says. And as Pastor said, we, this is something we need. This is something we need to do in this new coming year. Trusting Jesus. Trusting Him while life shall last. We don't know. No one here is guaranteed tomorrow. And we don't know how long we have here. Trusting Him till earth be past. Till within the jasper wall. Trusting Jesus that is all. Let's sing that as we close. Mark, if you'll come up and lead that please. And um, I appreciate this opportunity to share this series. And again, I hope you got something out of it.